What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, The Short News. We're not going to do news today. So, this is going to be a different type of episode. Like, like I said a couple days ago, it's really important to take mental breaks from the news to focus on other things going on in life. So, I thought we would take today to talk about more stories because people seem to really be enjoying those. Also, I want to add before we start, I'm adding more content to the website. So, for all your short news content, head to www.shortnewspod.com. Submit your talking points. We have a form on there that you can fill out, and uh, it'll be fun. I want to create a uh, a non-toxic, all-organic community here. <laughs> Website building is fun. Um, this is a free shout-out to Squarespace. We at the Short News would like to thank them for existing because they make website building so easy. I've just been embedding shit. I, I have to learn the code in HTML. It can't be that hard. But until then, I'm just going to use Squarespace. They make it easy. Anyways, should we just jump into what we're going to do? I was thinking um, we do like half stories and half relationship advice no news or do you want news from my life okay here's some boring news today i had physics lab that was cool um we measured how long it takes for a falling object to hit the ground um at different heights and measured the acceleration of gravity using that data so that was cool that was a good time i also picked up some new puff bars i've got a omg it's what orange mango guava i gotta try this i've taken like one pull oh yeah so we can't do according to the misses we we can't do hits for jesus anymore it's like too inappropriate but we can do medical vape pulls for Jesus. And you just got to take my word for it that it's happening. So we've got we've got solutions. But here, let me try this OMG out. Okay. I mean, it tastes like... Um, you ever have those Tic Tacs that are like... I, I'm pretty sure they're orange mango guava Tic Tacs. And they're delicious. That's exactly what this tastes like. And I think, I think Puff Bar's um, plan is because they have so many flavors. I think their plan is just to release every single Tic Tac flavor. They're like going down the chart. Like, all right, which one can we put out now? Mango, orange mango, guava, mint. What else? They have a flavorless. I think. I kind of want to try that. Because if you take out the flavor, then it's just the nicotine, and all you, like you don't enjoy the flavor, you just enjoy the addiction. Now, it's a good way to measure measure your addiction. Oh yeah, some dude, um, some dude. I was going down the escalator today at my college, and like I was leaving my lab, and this kid, I don't know what his deal is. He was like spazzy and going down the elevator escalator and he yelled out something along the lines of they'll kill us all or kill us all kill them all so no he said like kill them all and i was like oh this is it this is it this is it right here fuck i knew it was a good idea to not bring my headphones today because i had to be aware of something but no, he was just crazy. And then he like Naruto ran out the out the exit door and down the fucking down the fucking steps like Naruto ran. I didn't realize people in college do that. Like I thought that was a middle high school thing. And then you outgrew it. Or it's the the Sonic run, but I know it as the Naruto run. This kid seemed like an anime head. 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm trying to get into anime. So if anybody has any suggestions for good ones that don't have big hentai-esque boobies, just one that's about the plot, please. Then, then I'll go for it, yeah. I've tried a JoJo's. My brother showed me that one. It was pretty good. It's just too um, cheesy for me. Like, anime just, it's never really been for me. But, yeah, this dude was anime running and, like, yelling shit out. And I was like, okay, this day and age, that's kind of scary. Update on my ecosphere. The shrimp are alive and well. They're chilling. They're just swimming around right now, cleaning up after themselves. It's very cute. There's condensation happening at the top of the sphere, so it's only a matter of time until precipitation. The water cycle. Yeah. You guys like science? Because I can can talk science. You want to know the acceleration of gravity? Hey girl, you want to know the acceleration of gravity? Seven meters per second squared. My noise gate is like really bad. I'm trying to fix it. Well, this one little shrimp is like He's swimming around real fast. Sorry, you guys don't want to hear about this. And there's my printer going off for no reason. Anyways, we've talked about nothing for long enough. Let's tell some stories. How about it? Story time. I don't know, should we call it story time or stories and stupidity? I think we should still call it stories in stupidity. Let me just cue up the uh, soundboard, the MLG soundboard. That one, not that one, this one. Stories in stupidity. Okay, here we go. You guys ready for this one? We're going back to the year 2014. My senior year of high school, probably towards the back end of it. I want to say maybe March, April somewhere around there there was an open campus policy meaning that if you had free periods you could leave to go get food or hang out somewhere or something like that but the requirement was you had to get a slip signed by your parents saying that they consent to you being allowed to leave school during operating hours of course of course my mom refused to sign the form because She didn't trust me, didn't want me to have fun or distractions during school, and didn't think it was necessary. Literally everyone I know was going to Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks or going to the mall and chilling at a friend's house and smoking weed, and I was so fucking jealous. I had these free periods every other day that were this huge, like, block, two and a half, three hour blocks of time, maybe four sometimes where I was just sitting in the cafeteria or library with barely in the library, but in the cafeteria with people I know and just doing absolutely nothing, nothing productive, nothing enjoyable, just sitting on my phone again while all my real friends are out and about getting high and having a fucking awesome time out in the town. So this is a story about me and my friend Bill again. You guys know from the other story where he made me pull over and he disappeared after I threw up at our friend's house. Anyways, so my friend Bill, he was in this free period with me and we were extremely bored and sick of just sitting there trying to find things to do in school, which was getting really old, especially as a senior. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, the very intelligent man that Bill is, he had an idea. He was like, fuck the rules. We should just leave. If we're smart about it, we don't have to worry about them catching us. It took him a while to uh, to convince me because I was very OCD about keeping my permanent record clean. But, eventually, I finally caved. And... We started heading towards the exit. Next thing we did was sprint out to the parking lot and hide behind cars. 
and crouch walking between them, like in uh, in Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. Eventually, we get to my car, jump in, and duck, because campus safety is slowly driving by. But but they turn the corner and they're out of sight. So I start the car, pull out, and floor it down the road. That like this road specifically, I know it'll be hard for them to follow. Um, so so we we succeeded and it was an awesome time and we did this for weeks me and bill would sneak off campus and go to the mall parking lot to smoke cigarettes buy mcdonald's for people we know at school go shopping just enjoy freedom during school hours it was so cool i highly suggest taking advantage of open campus if you're in high school but legally legally unless you know how to get away with it properly but don't be like me. So, so one specific day, we were doing our usual thing, and on our way out, um, out the door, when one of the deans sees us, and she's like, "Where are you guys going?" And we go, "Oh, we're going outside to play basketball." And she's like, "You don't have a basketball with you." And we say, "Well, we hope one will be out there." So then we leave. She's obviously suspicious, and campus safety is really on the lookout for us this time. I didn't realize that they were, like, aware of our operation at this point. So me and Bill sprint to my car. We're a little less careful this time, a little more careless. Get in. This time I don't take my time the way I should have. So, like, campus safety is coming by, and I just panic and start the car and just floor it out of there and by the time they could even like do anything about it I was already out the driveway and going down my secret route and then we headed to the mall again all all cocky that we made it out so we had a great time I have to say it was fucking awesome mint so mint we did so much shopping unnecessary shopping but fun I had a job at this point, so I had money to burn. We got a bunch of uh, McDonald's for our friends. We bought these hilarious, like, novelty hats as Spencer's gifts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still coughing. Mine said, um, KUSH in all caps, and it had, like, a a drug pocket or stash pocket in the, uh, in the inside of it. In, like, the front inside. And... Bills said, like, bitch, do I look like I care? Or, bitch, do I look like I give a fuck? And that's what we bought. And put those on and headed back to school. Because the free period is going to be over soon. We smoked some cigarettes on the drive there. And keep in mind, we're still wearing our novelty hats as we pull up to the school. So when we get to the parking lot, Bill and I are like, holy shit, we actually made it. We might actually get away with this and start walking towards the school but i look behind me and campus safety is right next to my car taking note of the license plate and we're like oh shit so we get to the entrance and i look and the deans are waiting for us there holding the door one goes hi boys so how did you leave and i was in shock and didn't know what to do and all i could say was uh we uh we just uh walked we walked yeah and the deans are like okay come with us and they split me and bill up they one takes him the other takes me um he the dean that takes me he's honestly not that mad at me and he chuckles like he takes a look at my permanent record and he just laughs and and i'm like uh oh like what what do i do and he's like mr mador you honestly have the clean the cleanest permanent record i have ever seen in this public school's history i was so relieved because i had a gram of weed i had a pack of cigarettes and a kush hat on still had the kush hat on but what he's gonna search my backpack because of a hat i don't i don't know so i had my fries mcnuggets and he wasn't expecting any sort of trouble from me I don't know how he didn't smell the cigarettes. Maybe he j- he did, and he just didn't want to deal with it. I, I don't know. So he says to me, 
All right, I'm going to chalk this up to you being influenced by Bill. As you probably know, he doesn't exactly have the best track record here and kind of chuckles again. And he's right. Bill has like a billion detentions at this point and is on a first name basis with all of the teens. So the dean goes to me, all right, Bill's punishment is going to be something that makes sense for his record, most likely Saturday school. But I don't think you need that. So because I think you were influenced by him. So I'm just going to say, just go to the detention room for an hour during your free period. Do some homework there and we'll be square. Deal? And I said, that sounded perfect to me. But then he goes, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tell your mother. And that's when I was just, oh, fuck. Of course. And then, of course, like, I get home. I'm scared. This motherfucker waits until right when I get home to call my mom. So that I'm, like, right there, sitting, watching her talk to him on the phone. And her face gets, like, more and more twisted with every word that he says. Obviously... I had my driving privileges taken away for a while and I had to take the short bus once again. That, that was a much worse punishment than detention. I mean, at least I didn't have to go to Saturday detention with Bill, but, um, and being, being a good kid in my youth, uh, apparently paid off because nobody expected me to have a devious bone in my body so I could get away with being a sociopath for a while. I guess... The lesson there is be good in school. Don't mess up your permanent record. Because when you do end up doing something that will mess up your permanent record, they'll be much easier on you if you haven't had previous issues. So that's the first story in stupidity. That's that's a good one. Um... Still getting some sort of audio interference here, but I'm hopefully hoping the the mastering takes it out. So we went back in time to high school. Let me take a sip of coffee. Coffee is what fuels this podcast. So yeah, we went to high school. We talked about the one time I got in trouble then. Um, this next story, though, takes place a year later. So, 2015 now, around the same time, so like March, late March of 2015, I hadn't been smoking weed for a while, and I was trying my best to stay out of trouble, but, and since at this point in my college career, me and campus safety were not in a good relationship with one another, but my friend, we'll call him Braxton, not his real name that's just all i could think of invited me over to his dorm braxton always boasted that since his room was in a minerva which is like a house in hogwarts or a fraternity except not there were no ras meaning we could smoke all we wanted without having to worry about getting into trouble so i thought we were in the the clear so i headed over there and braxton lets me in And we cover the smoke detector, open the window, and put a towel under the door. He takes out the big bag of weed. It's like a quarter of an ounce. That was big to me back then. And the bong. And we start smoking and hanging out like any other normal time that we've done that. And so it's been like an hour, maybe an hour and a half at this point. And we are super high. Especially me because I I didn't have my own weed. And my tolerance was reset. So so that was awesome. But eventually, like, that hour and a half mark, the door knocks. And Braxton, thinking it's his friend, like, goes and answers it with all the shit still, you know, the smoke detector covered with a sock, the towel on the door, the weed and bong out, all that opens the door. And who is it? It's a fucking campus safety officer, a young one, like a new guy. And he's like, hi, um, I'm just here because we were receiving complaints about the weed smell coming from this room. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, no. You guys, oh, you have the sock on the smoke detector. Oh, oh, no. And, and the bong out. 
and the and the towels on the door. Oh no, God damn! I, oh, now I have to write you up for all that. Oh no, and I couldn't tell what why he was having this reaction. Like he was so upset about writing us up or having to document that. So then he's talking us through what he's going to do because he's like, "All right, all right, we'll try. We'll figure this out. We'll try to figure out how to like." make this so you guys don't get in too much trouble because he's a young guy he understands a little bit and then that's when the fucking wind from the window the fucking wind comes through and knocks the big old bag of weed from the desk and it hits the ground like hits the ground you hear it he looks over sees it and he's like oh shit oh fuck that's a lot of weed i i Oh, that's a lot of weed. I have to write you up for this. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? You know what? Okay. Just just give me that bag and I'll destroy it. And I'll I'll only write you up for the smoke detector, the towel, and the smell. And so we left and we were, you know, sh- shaken up, but we were relieved about the that he was going to make it so the weed disappeared. You know, probably going to smoke it. But then we got the emails from Residential Life and it mentioned marijuana possession. So he either lied to us or his supervisor was like, "What are you what are you doing with that? You you can't take that. Where did you get that?" And then he made him write us up for it. I don't know. So we get the emails and we have to go speak to the residential directors about this. They're like the people in charge of discipline for res life. So we get there and Braxton goes to speak to them first. They call him in first because it's his room. And he must have fucking framed me because they get to me and they're interrogating me with, okay, Alex, so where did the weed come from? And insinuating that I'm the dealer and I don't know, or and I don't know. If Braxton said it was my weed. That's what he did. He said it was my weed. I had it. Like I said at the beginning of the story, I didn't even own weed at this point. He was offering to smoke me up, and then he fucking throws me under the bus. So, I I fight them on this. I'm like, that's bullshit. No, like I don't know where it came from. Stop accusing me of something I didn't do. I am admitting to being there. I am admitting to consuming it. But I will not go as far as to say that it is mine. And definitely, I am not the fucking supplier. And she was kind of like, okay, all right, chill out. But uh, we're going to have to give you four points. And boom. So now I went from, I believe, four points to eight points. Meaning I had to do some sort of... uh, campus community service so i had to work in the so i had to work in the uh cafeteria cleaning dishes with these weird people that worked for the school this one dude specifically shout out to him he i don't know how old he was he was like in his 40s maybe late 30s i don't know and he was like he would like pull me aside and be like so like are you having sex? Like, what's it like? Like, what what kind of girls are you you getting with? Like, what? Yeah, you you. And I'm like, honestly, none right now. Like, my life is pretty pretty non-exciting, and uh, I I don't know why he. It was gross, but then I found out from other people who had gotten in trouble and had to work with that guy. He asked everyone that fucking question, and it's so weird and gross. But anyways, so Braxton, quote unquote Braxton, if you know who you are, I know you fucking sold me out for your weed, dickhead. Also, I know that a year later, I went to the cafeteria, left my backpack in the multicultural house. You were there with all of us and buddy who whose room that we were in told me you went into my backpack and stole my weed so fuck you Braxton but that was another stupid stupid 
story. I think we can do, we can do another. Okay, so I, which one do I want to tell? This one's related to substances. No, I told the one about the catfish. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you want to, you you know, let's start with this one. So, I was hanging out with my buddies. I lived in the, um, I lived in the multicultural house my final year at school because I'm Korean, so, yeah. And there's, like, not many of us at the school. Anyways, yeah, not a lot of minorities at this college. So I was chilling there in my buddy's room. There were a bunch of us. I think it was, like, it was a Saturday night. And somebody had, um, something. They had, um... Flight medication, if you know what I mean. Flight medication. Xanax, right? So, it's college. If anyone's listening to this that knows me, I don't do this anymore. I'm not, I'm not irresponsible like that anymore. Look, I'm running a show by myself. You can't do that on Xanax. Anyways, so just taking this fucking flight medication, right? By the way, they used to prescribe to me. That's how that all started. Um, so we took one. Each of us took one. And it hit me like an hour later. And I ordered Domino's. But I ordered like a... You know, they have a really good... This is going to sound disgusting. But they have a fantastic chicken bacon ranch sandwich at Domino's. I highly suggest getting that when you're stoned drunk or just hungry just do it chicken bacon ranch you cannot go wrong anyways that night so i was really messed up blackout and hungry when you take xanax you do get very hungry it's one of the many side effects and so yeah i ordered Domino's on the app and blacked out like, passed out completely. Like, that usually does not happen to me. But, boom, conked. It was a comfy couch. What can I say? And, uh, I woke up to a phone call. And I was still fucked up. It was, like, an hour later. Like, Domino's, I'm outside. Like, where? And I didn't, I didn't remember that I had ordered the Domino's. That's how, like, the hour before I didn't remember from an hour ago that I had ordered Domino's, is what I'm trying to say. And I get into an argument with this guy, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I didn't order anything. Like, but I'm sure it didn't sound like that. I'm sure it sounded like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I don't fucking order anything, man. Like, and we're going back and forth, back and forth, da 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 da. Like, and, Finally, finally, he's like, okay, like, yeah, it must have been a mistake. Sorry. And I fight for a refund. <laughs> and then afterwards, and, and the rest of the night goes on. I go home, whatever, or go to sleep. And we're in the next day. I wake up and I go to hang out with my buddies in his room that we were at the night before, and he was like, yo, what the fuck happened with Domino's yesterday? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was like, you ordered Domino's, but then you yelled at the guy that you didn't, and then you fought for a refund. And I was like, wait. And I looked through the app, and I looked at my cards, and I looked, and I was like, oh my god, Alex, you need to stop being so irresponsible and that was just dumb that was just so dumb so yeah i blacked out and forgot about the food that i ordered that i was hungry for so um my the lesson to learn from this story and i'm probably going to say this a lot because 
we have a lot of younger listeners, and it needs to be said, do not fuck with Xanax. Don't take it. Just don't take it. Don't touch it. You don't need to know. You don't need to know how it feels because it feels way too good. And it will fuck you up. It'll fuck your whole life up. Anything you have good going for you, you will lose it all. So don't take that drug. You may not die, but you'll lose everything. And also, there's a lot of fake stuff out there, so you could die. Lil Peep died. Don't take Xanax. It's very simple. I think you'll learn over time from my stories what not to do. That's part of why I do this. I'm just doing doing the the right thing for the community, you know? Like I'm I'm scared. My brother is going off to college soon and I I've gotta give him the sit down and be like, listen man, you're gonna see a lot of shit. You gotta be ready for it. You gotta know that you can't participate in all of the shit at all the time. Cause that's what I did and it's not gonna work out for you. It's not gonna work out it didn't work out for me. It wouldn't work out for anyone. Anyways, I... Wow, I hope you guys like this story time thing. I just went back to back to back to back. I have another about Tinder. But I think that deserves its own episode. Remind me in the talking points if I forget. But I have one... About a huge, huge mistake that I made on Tinder. One-time mistake, but still a mistake. So we we are going to take a quick ad break and talk about uh, what we got to talk about there. And after that, we'll get into our relationship segment. So I hope you guys are ready for that. Um, I'll see you in like a minute and a half. All right, one moment. Guys, I know we've talked about this before many times, but I want to take a second to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. And following the affiliate link in the notes of the show, the description, lets Buzzsprout know that we at The Short News sent you and gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan on their site, and that helps support our show. I've been using Buzzsprout now for weeks, and I love it. Also, one thing to add, too, um, if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. We're talking discounts, baby. So get on over to Buzzsprout. Follow that link in the description of this episode and start your podcasting journey today. I will see you there, folks. Back to you, Alex. Welcome back to the show. This is the Relationship Reddit segment. I've logged in here. We're going to the sub-relationship advice. Need help with your relationship? Whether it's romance, friendship, family, co-workers, or basic human interaction, we are here to help. Relationship advice. I'm, I'm so sorry, but 
but uh broom broom anyways oh boy all right let's start with the hottest posts of today Uh uh-oh my girlfriend 25 so my 23 male girlfriend 25 female is obsessed with psychedelics and her spiritual journey oh boy been there i can talk about this for days We've been dating for three years on and off due to studies abroad, and we have similar interests, and we study slash studied in the same field, so we have a lot in common. We've had a great relationship overall. We are very transparent and open about everything, but the thing is she has a history of addiction, amphetamines, but she has gotten past it many years ago, and it was only for a short duration, about six months. I was okay with that since she has matured and doesn't do anything anymore and barely drinks alcohol. The issue that has aroused recently is that she experimented with some hallucinogenic drugs such as magic mushrooms, truffle, and DMT while abroad studying in Amsterdam. Well, that's not really a problem. And Well, where's the, where's the problem? Now, over the past 12 months, it's all she talks about. She says how it isn't addictive, how it can solve depression and other mental issues, and how it showed her the other dimension, and so forth. At first, it piqued my interest, and I thought it was fun to discuss and for her to share her experience. But now it's all she talks about. We used to talk about our hobbies, working out, gaming, movies, etc. But since since she came back, all she talks about is these psychedelics. Her next move is to grow her own shrooms and get a hold of DMT again here in Poland. Oh, I'm getting acid flashbacks just from reading this. Alex has an acid flashback on recording. Oh, you can't see it now, listeners, but I'm sinking into my chair. Okay, back to it. I feel like I'm slowly losing her. She wants this so-called breakthrough. By experimenting with these drugs, and even though the drug itself isn't addictive, I feel like this obsession for a breakthrough is, definitely. We've talked about it, and she just gets upset and frustrated and says that I don't understand, and never will until I try it. I don't know how to proceed. I don't want this to be a deal breaker, but at the same time, I don't know if this phase will ever end. How do I go about this? Um, so... Without going into the comments yet, uh, listen, I've been there. I thought that I solved all of my problems with psychedelics. And listen, I worked through a lot of my insecurities. It helps you with enduring those things. It helps you in facing the things that you're afraid of facing. But it's not something that you can do over and over again. That's extremely emotionally taxing and spiritually taxing. If you're trying to gain spiritual enlightenment, that is not the way to do it. Because you'll just get lost there. Like you'll get lost in that fifth dimension or wherever you said she said she was going. You know, like, like it's not psychedelics that that are the breakthrough it's you like you have to be a part of that breakthrough and you can do that through therapy you don't need acid or whatever or psychic like shrooms or definitely not dmt dmt is not going to tell you much it's like a 15 minute trip what are you going to learn nothing I've never done DMT, but I've been dead before, and my body released DMT into my brain. So I know what it's like, and it's fucking... I don't want to do that again. I really don't. Not a good feeling. Um, so, she's gotta take a step back from all the psychedelic obsession and understand... That these things, they're drugs, they're substances, they are a tool, not the magic bullet, not the solution, 
Not something you should be doing constantly or often or more than once even. I don't, there's really no reason to do acid more than once. Once you've experienced it the first time, you already know like what it's like. And if you do it anymore, you're just torturing your brain. Why would you do that? Uh, let's see what the comments say. Do not listen to the person above. I was exactly like your girlfriend. I've had the breakthrough. I can offer insight from both perspectives. These are drugs, and they are addictive. Not DMT, but mushrooms and LSD are. If the chemical is not physically addictive, then the experience can be. They are two hard scientific facts. They can lead to self-growth. They can also lead to ego traps, psychosis, schizophrenia, psychotic episodes. The list goes on. They are not to be taken lightly and certainly not to be fucked with. If I had my time over, I wouldn't have gone through that stage of my life. People develop a, superior, a severe superiority complex from doing them and begin to believe they're otherworldly beings and too advanced to know something others don't. They begin to believe everyone is trapped and asleep. It's bullshit. I've seen what's on the other side of a breakthrough. I ended up having a psychotic episode and haven't touched them since. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened to me. I don't talk about this, but I was in the the, what, the psych ward for like a week um, after a binge on that the day after 420. So that if that makes any sense. But you don't you don't want to screw up your brain like that. Take it from me, take it from them. It's really not a road you want to go down. So, you know, I mean, that's more of advice for the girlfriend, but... Ugh, I can't do any more of this one. It's giving me flashbacks. That's one of the things you can get, like... It, it, like, the sensation of, like, the trip can come back and hit you at any time. Do you want that? No. No, that's fucking horrifying, right? Yeah. Well, that happens to me. It sucks. I, 22 female, want to get a breast reduction in the future, but my boyfriend, 21 male, is strongly against it. He's being really dramatic and saying that I'm breaking his heart. Well, sounds like you need a new boyfriend. If your boobs are that important to him, then he obviously his priorities are not in order because he should he should be worried about the potential back problems that you may be having so let's read this let me take a vape real quick so my boyfriend and i have known each other since we were little kids and started dating when we were around 15 we currently live on his dad's farm and he works there too i'm a nanny and study part-time for some context, I'm pretty petite, five foot two, and have a small frame. However, my boobs are too big and I always struggled with it. I get sh shoulder and back pain. Running and exercising isn't comfortable, even with good sports bras, and they get super sensitive during my period. I'm happy with their appearance, but it just isn't worth all these restrictions. There are other reasons too, but I'd say these are the main ones. A few months ago, I researched online and learned about breast reduction surgery. I'm 100% interested in this and even started saving up for it. We want children, and I read that surgeries of this nature can interfere with your ability to breastfeed, so I'm waiting until after then. That's the only thing stopping me from getting the surgery done sooner. When I first told my boyfriend about my decision, he got really upset and said that it's a horrible idea. He said that it's unfair that I'm taking something so important from him and that I should really think about it. I totally get that he's attracted to my body the way it is, but I need to think about myself too. We had a bit of an argument where he said I'm breaking his heart, which, in my opinion, is very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, you, you tell him. He brought up the you're too young, what about our kids, etc. argument. I explained that I will wait until after we have babies because I want to breastfeed them, which means that it will be years into the future. I'll probably be late 20s, early 30s. I don't know. Either way, I will get it done at some point. Even after mentioning all the health slash comfort reasons, 
he says that I'm being kind of selfish. What the fuck? And he literally begged me not to go through with it. Please keep your boobs, honey. Wait, what? Afterwards, we made up. I couldn't, but I could tell he was still a bit emotional. We have discussed this subject a few times now, and he always says that he loves my boobs, doesn't want me to change, etc. I understand where he's coming from, but I think he needs to learn how to get over it. I'm very attracted to his body and would be sad if he changed, if anything changed, but I can't even think of an equivalent. He tried to say it's like him getting surgery to make his penis smaller, but I don't think you can compare genitals to boobs. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Besides, he's a bit immature when it comes to this topic. Sometimes he hugs me randomly or just buries his face in my chest and says that he will miss them. A few days ago, he actually gave me a silly list of reasons why I shouldn't get best breast reductions. Obviously, I love this guy and I want to spend the rest of eternity with him, so I really want to fix this. We're getting engaged this year and I think it's best to come to an agreement ASAP. How should we approach this? If you have any relevant questions, please ask. Too long didn't read. I want to get a breast reduction in future. My boyfriend is upset that I came to this decision and literally begs me not to do it. Well, you're definitely not being selfish. He's being selfish. Like, you're just thinking about your needs. That's not selfish. That's just like normal human being things that we need to do. Like, the, I've heard that so many times about the back problem thing. Maybe he just hasn't, like, talked to enough girls with big boobs in his life to know that there are serious back problems that come with that. Because think about it, you're, you got two, like, melons, like, that are, like, what, four pounds each or something? I don't know how, I've never weighed them, but, like, you got these two, like, just things, like, hanging from your front, weighing you down, like... That that's gonna hurt after a while. Think about the the pain in your back from carrying your high school backpack all like all but like all the time and in the front. Not good, right? That's what these women are going through, men. When we t beg them not to put not to make their boobies smaller. Listen, boobs are cool and all, but I'm more of a butt guy myself. So I I can't really relate to this guy's issue. What is what is this uh, top comment? My wife had a breast reduction. I felt I felt so bad for her because they were huge. They were in the way. She would trip and fall because she literally could not see the ground in front of her. He's being selfish. He's just caring about how you look, not about how you feel. This is your body and it's your choice. He sounds like an immature teenager. Maybe if he grew up a little bit, he would start thinking about your comfort instead of him wanting to motorboat you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's not all boobs in a relationship. There's more things to worry about than that. And if he's only with you for your boobs, then that's a big problem and you've got to rethink this whole thing, but you want to make it work. So I'm not going to say ditch him. I'm going to say you make that decision whether or not he's okay with it. All you can do is try to try to make him understand why you have to do this. And if he's being difficult, tell him you're being selfish. You're not thinking about my health. You just want to touch my boobies. And, and meanwhile, I'm in all this pain. Oh, in the comments now, it's just... Mothers talking about which boob ended up being bigger for them after breastfeeding because the baby will prefer one over the other and then it like swells up or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, cool. Very cool. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, here's this comment won an award. Um, yup, I'd honestly feel grossed out by a guy who thinks my body exists for his enjoyment like this. Not to mention he's literally being self-centered about somebody else's body. That's immature, self-centered, and honestly, it's sexist too, because it's the typical guy thinks a woman's body exists for him issue. That's a good way of putting it. And 
this person goes, also, he cares more about himself and what he likes than his partner's fucking health. Yeah, that's what we said. He's got to stop being selfish, stop thinking with his ding dingling ding dong, and start, like, caring about you. All right, next. Puff bar already burned. That's gross. Um, okay. Wife talking a lot about male coworker. I'm a newly married man. My wife is amazing and is always expressing how much she cares for me. That said, she's been talking a lot about a male coworker. In fact, every day she brings up something he has said that she finds funny. Additionally, they've made jokes that could be considered inappropriate. For example, she spilled queso on her pants and she made a premature ejaculation joke about him. That said, she makes jokes like this to a lot of people, including female strangers. I have no idea if I'm being paranoid or if I should confront this. My last wife cheated on me, so, I'm so I absolutely could be overreacting to this. That said, I don't know if I'm trying to convince myself this is nothing, or if I should tell her I feel she's crossing boundaries. Thank you for your advice. You're welcome. I haven't said anything yet, but... Damn, I, I feel like... I was listening to the, you know, the Tiny Me Gang podcast actually talked about this in one episode. Can guys and girls who are in separate relationships, can they be completely platonic? Or will there always be an air of, oh, I'd fuck them, like, somewhere in there? You tell me, because I don't know. I really don't know. What does this person say? This is a tough one because normally this is a trust your gut type of thing, but you're newly married with some history that might throw you off. This might be her crossing lines, or she might have made a new friend and is joking around with him the same way she does with everybody. The fact that she told you about the queso joke suggests she just thinks it's funny. If it was intended to be flirtatious with somebody other than her husband, she probably wouldn't have shared that particular antidote, un unless she's trying to make you jealous. That said, every couple has to set their own boundaries based on their own comfort level. Making a joke suggesting a co-worker just ejaculated on her would be over the line for a lot of people, and also a good way to get fired. There's a lot of mid middle ground between paranoid and confrontation, specifically conversation. I suggest talking to your wife about how you feel. Somebody commented on this comment, Sorry to hijack your post, but I just had to say it. OP, above all else, trust your gut feeling. Don't try and explain things away. Because, okay, yeah. Um, I didn't understand the joke at first. I thought she was saying, like, Okay, so he's, she's saying that he, the guy, premature or prejaculated on her. Okay, yeah, that's an uncomfortable thing as the boyfriend or, I mean, the husband in this. Yeah, you got to talk about boundaries. This is another communication thing to be like, uh, keep bringing up so-and-so a lot. And she'd be like, what? And then he'd be like, uh. Yeah, like, I was kind of uncomfortable with you guys talking about him jizzing on you. Would would you enjoy if I was joking with some girl that she squirted on me? Probably not. And she'll probably say, oh, yeah, probably not. Sorry. Like, hopefully she'll say that. But, yeah, it, the, the point is it makes you uncomfortable. And you just need to voice with her how uncomfortable you feel. What else we got here? Um, okay. The guy I've been seeing would rather spend Valentine's Day at the gym than with me. What? I, 23 female, have been seeing this guy, 31 male, for a couple months now. Recently, the subject of Valentine's Day came up, and I asked him if he would come to visit me where I currently am one hour drive away, so we could spend it together. He said he can't, but he can come in, come in the day after. When I asked why, he said he has an agreement with his friend to go to the gym that day. 
So at this point, I'm pretty pissed because he goes to the gym nearly every day. So I really don't know how that can be more important than spending Valentine's Day with me. He, his argument is that the gym is his hobby and it makes him happy. And if I care about him, I shouldn't try to take that away from him. I truly don't even care about Valentine's that much. It's just the overall sentiment of the whole situation. Am I being petty? Or am I right to be pissed about this? Uh, top comment. Look, I appreciate the sentiment of the other commenters, but they're only half right. If you're in a new romantic relationship and you live in this culture, then you know that Valentine's Day is a thing, and that most people, unless explicitly told otherwise, will expect some sort of gesture. Hell, even if told otherwise, they'd be wise to plan some kind of gesture anyway. This is a guy with a new girlfriend, whose new girlfriend asked him to spend the day with her on Valentine's Day, and he decided to hit the gym instead. Never mind that, with only a two-hour round trip, he should be able to do both. So, there's a legit red flag here, in that he doesn't care what's important to you, or he wants to send you a message that on a holiday centered around showing appreciation for your significant other, you're ra you rank below hitting the gym with his buddy. And when you're not immediately cool with it, he doubles down. Instead of thinking, oh shit, Valentine's Day, fuck, 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 need to reschedule this shit. I wouldn't fault a person for thinking Valentine's Day is dumb. I would think that person is an idiot for ignoring, if, ignoring it if their significant other didn't share the sentiment. Yeah, yeah, he's making you feel like you don't matter. That's not nice. Um... Do you, like, this is an early relationship. You would think that early on, too, these days like Valentine's Day, he would want to prioritize that over going to the gym? I hate dudes that go to the gym. I do. It's so annoying. Uh, you going to the gym today, bro? Oh, yeah, you doing legs today? Yeah, man, and then cardio tomorrow. And then core the next day. Do you take any off days? Nah, bro. My wife left me because I spend all day at the gym. And then when I'm not here, I CrossFit. CrossFit is my wife. Like, get, get your priorities in order. Motherfucker. Get them in order. Anyways, where are we at with time? Okay. We can do... Should we do one more? We can do one more. It's gotta be a good one. Uh, huh. This one's depressing. Let's go with top posts of today. Okay. <clears throat> My boyfriend told me about an embarrassing fetish. I agreed to try it, and now it is taking over our relationship. 30s female, 40s male. I want to start by saying that my boyfriend is my favorite person in the world, and I adore him. We have been together for two years. We've been long distance for about a year now. I've been planning to relocate to be with him this summer. Right now, we visit each other every three weeks or so. Late last year, my boyfriend asked if he could tell me a secret. He said he has always been interested in a certain sexual fetish and never told anyone because he was quite embarrassed. The fetish was, hum was female domination, including sissy play, pegging, humiliation, etc. Oh god. My boyfriend is a highly educated man with a PhD from one of the top schools in the world. He's the president of a company and works long stressful hours. He said that he was interested in femdom because it allowed him to be submissive and let go of his responsibilities for a bit. That's what I was about to analyze and say. He's got so much going on where he's on top. He wants somebody to like tell him what to do for once in like the one place that he's not dominant okay so we had a pretty flavorful sex life already and i consider myself to be quite open-minded so i told him we could give it a try i didn't love it and it didn't sexually excite me but it wasn't that bad kind of fun in a non-sexual way once in a while he seemed to really love it so i didn't mind indulging once in a while he started to get really obsessed with it and it kind of consumed our long-distance sex life. I asked him to please dial it back a little bit, and he seemed really embarrassed but finally obliged after getting a bit upset with me. 
However, a few months later, he started to obsess again. It kind of took over our sexting sessions, our Skype sex, etc. I became annoyed, and, and I talked to him about how big a part of our lives this was going to be. I told him that I was concerned about our sexual compatibility because I was fine with this once-in-a-while thing, but not as a lifestyle. He told me that it was just a bedroom thing and we didn't have to do it if I didn't want to. I'll mention that when we are together in person, he is not this obsessive. We do the femdom stuff like once a month, which is fine, because my needs are being met elsewhere. But when we're apart, he is so focused on it, and it is really turning me off. He turns me on, not these characters he plays. I don't like how he changes his appearance. Yesterday he wanted to do some roleplay long distance. He told me he had an idea. We have little cameras in our bedroom so we can spy on each other. He wanted to pretend that someone had placed a secret camera in his bedroom and caught him doing sissy stuff and then blackmailed him with it later. I would take screenshots through the camera and send them to him from a fake email at a later time. Sounded fine to me, except in his scenario, we were us, and he acted like he invited a woman over to dominate him behind my back. He acted like someone else was pegging him, like he needed a break to text me, and that he was watching a movie, like he was making out with and touching another woman, like she did, did him up in drag. And when I sent him screenshots as blackmail, he begged me not to tell his girlfriend, me. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like my willingness to get into this for him is being taken advantage of. Yeah, what the fuck is he making this Da Vinci Code style shit he's making you get into? He gets very embarrassed when I bring up his fetish in a negative way, and I don't know what to say to him. It's going to destroy my attraction to him, and this fake cheating really hurt my feelings. What do I say? What do I do? When we are together, it is not like this, but I'm scared to move and end up trapped in a relationship where we are always doing this. Too long didn't read, boyfriend told me about an embarrassing fetish a few months ago. I don't care for it, but I am fine with indulging once in a while because he likes it so much. However, I feel like he is ignoring my needs in order to focus on this fetish, and our last role play was extremely hurtful to me. Oh my god. I don't have an answer. And that's gonna do it for that. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so that's a lot to take in. He's got this crazy, not crazy, this abstract fetish going on. He wants to be domination. Domination mode. Capture the objectives. He wants you to dominate him, capture the objectives. That was a Call of Duty reference. Um, I... You don't want to talk to him about it because he gets embarrassed, but it's really hurting you. And like I said to that previous lady about her boobs, your needs come first. This is something you need. You need to feel wanted. You need to feel like secure and normal and like your needs are being met. So you need to communicate that with him. It's not about judging or kink shaming or any of that. Like he can still have this kink, this, that, 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 you know, people have, like, people have fetishes, but it's the fact that it's consuming you guys' sex life is not good. So if there's a way that you can bring it up and be like, listen, I just get really hurt when we do, when we take this way too far all the time, and I, I think we should try, um, can we try things the way I want to do them a couple of times? Like, Maybe put it that way. Just don't be like, you're not meeting my needs. Just be like, you know, this just, like, it, it hurts me sometimes when we get into these roles and I just want to be with you and put it that way and say, I, I love you for you. I think you're sexy for you. Can we just this time or like, can we this time not play roles so you don't have to embarrass him? Just, 
you could even say like, listen, I'm not even judging you. Like I've been doing this with you. I've been okay with it. I just want to try different. Like I want to, I don't want it to take over. Be vocal. That's the only way anything's going to change is if, is if you communicate that with them. There's things about prostate milking. What is that? Is that like, oh, apparently it feels amazing, but what the f- Oh, no, 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 I'm good. Nope, nothing in my butt. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> what does this person say? Like, he just got carried away. Yeah, he's he just got a little carried away with a new shiny toy. You may be able to reset things by taking a break. Again, I would say at least three months from this particular kink and reinvest in other parts of your relationship. That's a good way. Yeah. Tell them we need a little break from this. Don't say it's over. Don't say we're never going to do this again. Just just a little break. Break a Rooney. Not, not too much. Not too much. So that's what you can do. Oh, wow, right? Pretty much right on the mark. 31 minutes. So that, with that, (laughs) I'm going to let you guys sit with that whole story there. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. You can follow everything Short News related at www.shortnewspod.com or Short News Pod on Instagram or Malix Ador on Twitter. We will be back in a couple days and I will see you then. Peace. <laughs>